What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mike Dolce Show. Special guests today, the Kylies. Hello, Kylies. Hello. How are you? Oh, we're doing great. Living life in Las Vegas. Las Vegas. So we have Ridge Kylie, certified strength and conditioning specialist, and Miss Nicole Kylie, registered dietitian. Now, oddly, you guys have the same last name. <laughs> Is this a coincidence? Yeah, that, that one's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let, let, let's take everybody back. So Ridge and Nicole are the, the, the two newest members to the Dolce team. We are very excited and very lucky, fortunate to have them on board finally after quite a, a long courting process. Now, it took us courting. M- courting process, not nearly as fast as your own <laughs> private courting process, but still glad that uh, both of you guys are here. We're just going to start it off with a little simple love story on the Mike Dolce Show. Oh, boy. All started mm-hmm. back in December of 2015? 14. It would have been 14. Okay. Right? 15 is quite. Yeah, yeah. 16 now. So 2014, Dolce Diet Seminar, Las Vegas, Nevada. What happens, Rich? Well, it was kind of a perfect storm. <laughs> just I was, <laughs> I was flying out to come to the seminar, watch the... Cliff Keen Las Vegas college tournament and go to the UFC fights and uh, just kind of worked out in the schedule went there and uh, to the seminar met this girl named Nicole she made an impression on me and uh, you know about three months later kind of picked up from there and Nicole can fill you in on those details well well (laughs) we have different stories of how this all went down I remember that day she was eyeing me. I remember different. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean, we were both really passionate about our own professions and how they overlapped. Um, And he reached out really from just a professional standpoint. We talked a lot about the Dolce Diet. I see your moves, Rich. His background. It was half professional, half personal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Asked if I had a Facebook. I said no. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so we talked, chatted back and forth, and it wasn't really until March that... Late March. Yeah, late March. Late March. That we started talking a little bit more, and from there, bada bing, bada boom. Whoa. And now fast forward, you're married. Yeah, <laughs> been married for seven months. Wow. And you met... Months ago, no, December, January, March, April, May, June, 16 months ago. Yeah, so we were living in, I was in Iowa at the time and she was in California. And yeah, so she made the initial move, flew out to see me. Well, that's the way Whoa. it was. Asked oh. if I should fly out. And I said, fly out. We've been talking for like 10 days. And he said, well, if I lived in the same area as you, I'd take you on a date. But since I live cross country, that's not really an option. So it looks like you need to fly out to hang out. Yep. So we did. And you did. Yep. I did. Wow. Yeah. I did. Met the family. Okay. Yeah. And then that was like a day and a half trip, I think. Two days. Yeah. Not yeah. We already, we knew very quickly. Sure. We've both dated. We've both been through some life and there's so much overlap um morally 
professionally, just interests, what we do for fun. We yeah. knew very quickly that it was that it was a good option. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, following that, the next weekend I was in California. So then you flew. Oh, yeah, we then went I back. flew right, right back. Right. Um, and then within three months, we were engaged. Wow. Yep. I months. don't recommend that for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Although I feel ours went very smooth. It did. Okay. Yeah. Love. And then, so that was July of 2015, and we were married by November 22nd of 2015. Wow. Yeah. And she moved all the way out to Indiana. From Cali, SoCal to Indiana. Uh-huh. Culture shock? Weather shock. Weather shock. Got it. Okay. Driving, weather. Yeah. Yes. Not culturally. No, okay. it's fine. Yeah. It's, eh. it's good. It's all right. Yeah. Wow. And now look at you guys here in Las Vegas. Oh, Do you ever yeah. think you'd be living in Las <laughs> Vegas? We actually did. We saw this. I think that's one reason why we, you know, kind of came together quicker is we both had a general, general interest in working for the Dolce Diet. That's really what a lot of the foundation of our beginning talks were about. How cool is that? That's really cool. Yeah. Actually, you're, you're both professionally credentialed in different but, but reciprocal industries. Mm-hmm. You had a knowledge of what we were doing here as a company, and you kind of fell in love Dolce Dating. Dolce <laughs> Stay I, tuned for the app. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So now individually, a little bit of background. Ridge, you are a certified strength and conditioning specialist under the NSCA. Tell us and our listeners a little bit more about that, what that designation actually means. Okay, so the NSCA is the National Strength and Conditioning Association, and you have to have a four-year degree to take the Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist test. Um, One of the things that I had to do was I had a business degree, so I had to go back and teach myself all of the science, um, anatomy, physiology, um, across the board. Taught myself that, passed it on my first try, and now a CSCS, what they're qualified to do is coach at the collegiate level for um, strength and conditioning, and then, you know, also their you know, a higher credentialed certified personal trainer and all that. So, yeah. So, and a CSCS designation, that is the, the pinnacle of all professional training certification. So there's other great certifications out there. NASM has a good certification, other CPT certified personal trainers, but truly that is not even close with respect to what a CSCS has to go through the knowledge base, the rigorous testing, and then the, you know, uh, professional compliance and such. CSCS would be considered a black belt and then you could say some of the other CPT designations would be maybe a blue or a purple belt at highest ranking, mm-hmm. and I think I would kind of leave it there. I don't think that you can actually branch out without further education. Nicole, you are a registered dietitian. I think the team or the listeners know a little bit more about mm-hmm. that through what we do, but tell us a little bit more about your passion and exactly what you do, and you're also, um, you completed your studies um, for your Master's of Science degree, mm-hmm. and then you're just finishing your thesis on that. Correct. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> <laughs> no critiques, though. Never, uh, never. Education only. Absolutely. Uh, my back. I went to Cal State University, Long Beach in California. Um, I would say very forward thinking in integrative and functional medicine, really getting down to the roots. Um, and there's a huge movement really underneath, in line with the Dolce principles. 
Um, we also are huge in behavior change and uh, motivational interviewing and really motivating the client, making them feel comfortable and that client-centered approach, moving away from crunching numbers but being a, a counselor and a relatable human being because that's really where it's at. Um, so completed my undergrad, completed my clinicals, um, took my RD exam. That first year out, worked heavily in clinical as well as private practice while completing my master's coursework. Um, did a little internship. It was actually a fellowship with USA Volleyball um, under Sean Hugland. She's an Olympic Committee dietitian. She's a stud. Um, really, really opens up her doors for a great mentorship. Um, worked with her with USA Water Polo, Volleyball, a little bit of rugby, so quite varied. Um, and then worked in long-term care a little bit, so some geriatric population. Really been there all across the board, but my passion is truly um, helping the general person and what that looks like. And the general person is quite clinical nowadays with a lot of comorbidities, um, a lot of issues, and they're both behavioral um, and medical. And then on the side, um, I love mixed martial arts. I actually grew up participating in martial arts, so I have a black belt in traditional, so I'm not competitive on I'm not competitive on <laughs> any level. Second degree black belt. Don't <laughs> glance over that. Um, and so, more of a, in a striking art. Right. Correct. Right. Yeah. A okay. little bit of ground, a little bit of stand up. Okay. Um, by no means would I start bragging about my MMA skills, but it's definitely a passion. I'm a huge fan. Sure. So um, when meeting Ridge, wrestling was an easy transition for me. Um, and just the disordered eating within that culture is obscene. So um, transitioning to the Dolce Day, I think all passions and experience align. So Awesome. And then Ridge, you individually, you are a elite level wrestler, which, you know, amateur wrestler is the, the, the classic designation, but you know, those professional wrestlers, yeah. WWE. Yeah. So I think that's the clear designation. Um, talk a little bit about your, your background as a wrestler. Well, I've been wrestling for 21 years. I think I started at the age of five. Uh, pretty successful throughout my childhood career with state titles and national titles. Going up to high school, I got first, second, and third in the Iowa high school state wrestling tournament. And if you know Iowa wrestling, you know, it's a big deal. Big deal in the state of Iowa, but uh, um, so anyways, I went to the University of Nebraska Lincoln, a Division One school, and I was a four-year varsity letter winner and three-time D1 national qualifier. Are you bragging right now? Just, a little bit. Just just telling credentials. Just bit. telling credentials. Did you mention your high school state championship? <laughs> yeah. Did you mention? Okay. Yep. And what was the stat that you told me previously? Like what you so, never finished off the medals since grammar school? Yeah. Yeah. So. Going from <laughs> kindergarten up until my senior year of high school, uh, I got either first, second, or third at the state tournament. Bam. But, but. Little, little asterisk there. Uh-oh. Eighth grade was, you know, I missed that whole year because of the eye injury. Okay. And then my, my junior year, I got upset. I was ranked third in the nation going into the season. Got upset and didn't even make it to state. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And that all links back to bad, bad weight cutting. Bad weight cutting. Bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you didn't make it into the tournament? Because of weight cutting debacle? Yeah. Yeah. I cut a lot of weight. I think I was cutting to 103 that oh. year. 
and I was up to over 120. Wow, I was 17 Jesus. year old at 103. Jesus. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Bad. I got a lot of bad weight cutting stories that I'm not proud of. And that's one of the reasons why you actually found the Dolce diet, and we started communicating, and you know, now here you are actually helping the world eradicate their weight cutting issues. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, credit to Mike. I found his stuff because I had to do a very large weight cut, which you can find in three weeks to shredded and the college diet guy. That's right. right that's right. Um, I had to do a large weight cut for my fifth and final year at Nebraska. And was just looking around, found it, found a new uh, passion for uh, really nutrition, strength and conditioning, all that. So um, Mike and I met shortly after I'd posted a photo, Yeah, yep, started just keeping in touch. And I think that was going, it's coming up on three years. There we go. Three, uh, maybe four years ago. Uh, maybe four years, yeah. Could be, because... November should be four years ago. Wow. Yeah. Insane. Time goes fast, right? It, it does, it does, so... Yeah, credit to Mike there. And here we are. And what you just said about, you know, and you stayed in communication. That's something from a business perspective I want to mention, because that's what both of you did independently prior to falling in love mm-hmm. in that December of 14. I'm going to keep saying that. Which but, I think I did first, but. Um, of course you did. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. You had to win her over with your personality. Yep. <laughs> and then dashingly. Good looks. Of course. Of Hard course. body. Hard body. That's <laughs> straight to the abs. I said, have you seen me in three weeks to shred it? Oh, God. <laughs> I just happen to have a copy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but what you guys did, and you really differentiated yourself from other resumes that we had seen and other solicitation of you know work and, and you know engagement per se was your communication. You both were excellent at communicating. You were very friendly, very open, very honest, very clear, very direct, and very helpful. It wasn't that you were looking for anything in particular. You're clear about you know possible future opportunities, but at the same time, you were very helpful in any sort of advice or suggestion or comments or input that you would share. And that's really one of the reasons why your resume always stayed at the top of the pack individually, because you both had an excellent, and it, it, it makes perfect sense that you guys are together now because there's a lot of similarities, I think, in, in, in life and life view and work ethic that you both shared before even knowing each other. I knew you two before you knew each other. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I feel like fairy godfather. Right <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I think that's, so for those people listening, I, I think that's important. If the, you have a passion, if you have a drive, if there's something that you're looking to do to be a part of, that type of open, honest communication. I mean, Ridge, you were living in the middle of the country in Nebraska, Iowa at the time? Yeah, I was in mm-hmm. Iowa. Iowa. At that time. And Nicole, you were out there in Southern California. I mean, hundreds of miles, if not a thousand plus miles away, but still open lines of communication, clear direction, very professional um, you know, uh, interactions, but at the same time, you were willing to kind of, you know, come out to the seminar, which was cool, making clear intention, being a little closer, and probably, I know, feeling us out also, let me go out there, let me take a look at these people, let me see how they operate, breathe their air a little bit, which again, it is to be respected. So kudos to you guys, and everybody listening, you could actually, you could learn. One of the many things you can learn from the Kylies. <laughs> <laughs> so now, but we'll go back. So you, you were... You were uh, assistant coach at Wabash? Yeah, Wabash College. Was an assistant coach there for this past season. Okay. Um, Assistant wrestling coach. Yeah, assistant wrestling coach. Yes. I also ran the strength and conditioning there uh, for the wrestling team. And 
Hold on one second. Season. She'd never been a part of that. And uh, we had a great successful season. We got fourth at nationals, had two national champions. And I'll note that I worked with those two exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, but they were studs. Um, yeah, and they were fun to work with. And so transitioning from the wrestling coaching side, you know, we always had a, a goal to work for the Dolce Diet and it just kind of worked out timing wise. Yep. And Nicole, what were you doing at the time professionally? I was the um, head dietitian at a skilled nursing facility and then also running um, unrivaled sports performance and seeing clients through our, our, our mini private practice there. Um, worked a little bit with Wabash and some of those guys one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Actually, a lot of those guys one-on-one. Yeah, yeah. A few team talks, some grocery shopping, all the fun stuff. And then during the days of tournaments, uh-huh. you Jeez. really helped That's the, the fun stuff. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's it post-weigh-in and, and, and cleaning up those coolers and making sure that I mean, <laughs> the coolers <laughs> yeah. are ugly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and really developing my, my management skills at the skilled nursing facility. And that's the goal with the Dolce Diet is to really grow it and expand it in the next few years, even more dietitians, even more strength and conditioning coaches. And so I feel like that was a huge professional growth period for me. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, it's great skill set to bring in, having worked kind of in the the classic medical field, um, but also being able to build the bridge and working directly with the athletes. Also, bridge of course, you being an athlete and then coaching those elite level, high level athletes. You had two national champs. You said, yeah, yep, two national champs under your coaching, which is amazing. And also, you competing at a high and Olympic level. Um, you know, so it's just it's a great poll, and I think everybody listening will understand the the, the credentials and the the experience, the quality of team members that we have here to help you guys. So any questions that you have, any problems, any challenges, you know that our team has the experience and has the the IP, the intellectual properties to help get you past that. So if you are still struggling with challenges and you're not asking us, well, it's your fault. Because we're here to help you guys. And that's the whole point of it. You can find Ridge on Instagram at Dolce Strength Coach. You can find Nicole at Dolce Dietitian, both on Instagram. You can follow their profiles. You can ask them questions. You can direct message them, but I would say don't. Just ask public questions and you can get the public response. Um, If you have a very specific personal need, contact us at support at thedolcediet.com. That'll be a much better way because you must realize we get dozens, if not hundreds, of private messages through these social media accounts, and those aren't checked daily. Our support team, led by the Bob, will answer your question immediately, you know, weekdays. Every business day, you will, your emails, your questions will be read, and they will be handed off to the proper member of the team. So that's just a little aside here. So what I wanted to do with you guys now, there are some questions that have come through. We have questions on Facebook. We have questions on Twitter. We have questions on Instagram. We have questions on our private forum at thedolcediet.com. And if you're not a member, you guys done fucked up. Pardon my language, (laughs) but still. So question, and I'm going to ask this one to Ridge concerning morning workouts and Chadwick asks, with my schedule, the best time that works for me to get my workout in is in the morning, right after waking up. Okay. With that being said, I'm going into my workout in a fasted state and then consume my breakfast about 60 minutes post-workout. Am I hindering muscle growth or anything by doing this? This is actually probably a joint response because it's nutrition yeah. and training related. 
Uh, I would ask what exactly, how is he training? Because, you know, sometimes I do like to do HIT training, high intensity interval training in a fasted state. Um, sometimes if I'm lifting, when I wake up, maybe I need to, you know, slam a half banana and protein shake or whatever it is. So I get a little bit of juice before I lift. Um, as far as the 60 minute time window, Nicole, you want to jump in on this? I mean, I know that that's in the realm of, you know, I, I would but... say time to leave the gym and come home. That's in the realm. But if we're already in a fasted state, I think we can capitalize on that 60 minutes a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, my first question is how do you feel during your workout? Are you getting lightheaded? Um, Do you feel weak? Are you losing out on sets and reps because you're malnutritioned or undernutritioned? Um, What did your meal the night before look like? Did it have carbohydrate as a part of it? Um, Or are you a double fasted, carbohydrate speaking? So those are some of the questions initially I would ask. Yeah, definitely. We'd probably need a little more information, but just... I'm just going to make shit up. <laughs> I, that's that's what I do. I just make shit up. So what I'm going to say is if he is training with weights, if he's resistance training first thing in the morning, that's fine. In a fasted state, I would say what's called a semi-fasted state, like Rigid said, shot of a whey protein, maybe half of, of a banana before you go in. But I know that, and most of our clients and athletes, they don't perform optimally when it comes to resistance training in a fasted state. Now, if you're looking for fat loss, cardio type of work, high-intensity interval training, as Rigid said, or even lists, low-intensity steady-state training, I would prefer to do that in a faster or semi-fasted state. A little bit harder if you're going to be looking to move big weights because you're probably going to gas out pretty quick. You're going to fatigue, which is fine, and that's expected. Um, and that's why we like to save our, our harder, higher-intensity resistance-based workouts until a little later on in the day when you have you know two or more meals um, going through you. Now, as far as the 60 minutes post-workout, I'm a fan of having a grass-fed whey isolate immediately post-workout so you can start um, the, the repair process Um and then within 60 minutes of that time period, I'm going to look to have a meal. So it's just to get a little bit of, of jumpstart um, on muscle protein synthesis. But outside of that, again, I agree with Rich and Nicole. And we need more specificity to your program um, in order to really help you. But I'm just going to throw some bullshit at the wall and tell you what I would do. And then you can take that and keep it or throw it away. How about that? Um, schedule with food. Well, Par- that's yeah. Well, that's paragraphs, paragraphs, paragraphs. Nicole, lemon water. Is it okay to put lemon in my water for three weeks to shred it? Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. In fact, in fact, while we're in a caloric deficit, potentially increasing that vitamin C might actually help immunity improve and repair and things like that. So actually, it would be recommended. Interesting. Maybe that's why we have increased vitamin C in our three weeks of shredded program. If you'll notice, we actually have you guys taking a few thousand milligrams per day during three weeks of shredded for exactly the reasons Nicole just said. Ooh, interesting question. Let's see if it opens. It's not opening. Prepping for a photo shoot. Why is that? Hmm. Hmm. All right. No problem. We will jump to what else do we have here? Let's go to Facebook. I'm looking. Slow down. Here we go. All right. Dan Price. Hi, Mike, Nicole, and Ridge. Question about weight and strength training, if that's okay. Do you recommend training to failure on each set with weights? I think it depends on, you know, I guess your end goal. uh, What stage in your uh, training program are you in? 
uh, I would think going to failure. How many reps is that though? Um, is going so, to failure? And he actually does add context. Okay. So seven, seven, five, four, seven reps, seven reps, five reps, four reps. Going for total reps. On this case, a total of twenty. And once I reach this or go over, then I increase weight next time and start again. Or a straight five by four, five sets, four reps. I would say probably four sets by five reps would make more sense to me. And increasing weight once I've cleared this, four sets of five reps. Okay. Um, I mean, as far as you know that goes, if if your end goal is strength, which sounds like he is, he's hitting the strength. Yeah, I uh, agree. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I would maybe switch up my training methods. I wouldn't do that every single week. Yeah. I would make sure that I would just get my hit reps at my percentages that I was aiming for. Maybe I fall a little short that day or whatever. But, you know, sometimes I do like to add two failure sets maybe at the end, just switch it up, give it a burnout. And so your failure sets, that's not with – so you're not training – 85 plus percent 1RM to failure, your trainees to burnout. So a little bit yeah, lighter probably, weight you yeah, can control. It's probably around 55%. Gotcha. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and I think, Dan, it, it looks like he's training for strength. Four by fives. Typically, four by fives, you're looking for somewhere above 80%, hopefully yep. between 85 and 92%. Um, and again, but if you're training to failure, that means you're failing somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. And if you're failing, you're not. You know, so are you hitting all four sets of five reps? Because typically, if you are hitting four by five, you would increase the number across the board, yep. maybe two and a half percent or so. Yeah. About. You know, and then probably I'd like if you're getting three by five and then a one by four at the end, that means you want to stick at the weight. If you're able to accomplish that, then you want to bump the number. But I agree with Ridge. Um, I mean, a three week cycle, probably max on something like that. Yeah. You know, unless you're starting a little bit lower. And I know some athletes will start at like um, 75% and they'll do a four by five and they'll sure. really focus on force production. And, yeah, like you know, the speed of the bar. Speed moving. of the bar, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, you know, and then there's what's called RPE, it's rate of perceived exhaustion um, or exertion. exertion. Um, so the RPE scale, if you're doing a, a four by five with 75%, your RPE would probably be six or seven. But once you get to that 85, 90%, the RP is going to be in eight or nine. Is that, is, is that clear? Do you think it yeah, really makes yeah. sense? Do they know the RPE scale? I, they, they do now. Okay. We just, so with the RPE scale, thank you, Nicole, for the context. One means it, it was extremely easy. It was non-taxing. Ten means you almost died doing it. So I like my RPE, I like my sets to be right around an eight or so. I'm not looking, again, agree with Ridge, which I like. Um, Every so often I'll throw in a a burnout set to failure, but it's usually it's it's with a considerably lighter weight that I can handle with perfect form and I'm not risking um, injury, risk to reward ratio, but also perfect form. And I define failure as breakdown of perfect form. And as you become more experienced, you get through the intermediate to advanced level, it's not just bouncing bars off your chest. It's, it's, it's about force production. It's about maximum muscle fiber recruitment. So thank you, Dan. Um, Nicole from Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Elizabeth <clears throat> Corpus, that's what we're getting to. Um, what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting? She's taking a class on exercise physiology, and this was a topic that came up. I think we've hit this topic before on the podcast. Many um, times. I don't like it. I, I, I mean, in general. I You're think, hired. I think <laughs> <laughs> there's better ways to reach your goal. Yeah. Um, without struggling, without skipping meals, without suffering, without feeling like you have to make this fasted sacrifice to get there. 
um, is carbohydrate manipulation or potentially entering a, a semi-fasted state beneficial in some ways? Yes. Um, but are, my question would be, are you binging at night? Are you trying to catch up later and justifying that mentally, or do you feel that urge? So in general, I think we can find better options. Yeah, I agree. Why would you deplete your body of what of proper fueling, of proper feeding. And unfortunately, most of the intermittent fasting programs that I've seen were written by people without true experience to share this information. And just because something might work for one person once in a while doesn't mean the masses should employ it for sure. And to Nicole's point, we focus a little bit more on waving carbohydrate um, if you're trying to manipulate your your lean mass ratio, your body fat to functional muscle, um, we can play with carbohydrates, which essentially are fuel, and that can actually alter your total caloric intake. Um, me personally, I like to keep protein relatively fixed, and I'll play with my fat and carbohydrate ratios depending on my on body comp. What am I doing actually? What type of fuel do I need if I'm really out there? I'm if I'm pushing hard in workouts, I'm living a very busy life, my carbohydrate intake is going to be a little higher because I need more fuel. Um, If I'm trying to put on weight to lift bigger weights, again, I'm going to need a little more carbohydrate. I'll need more fats also, essential fats in order to facilitate muscle growth. But at the same time, if I'm trying to recomp like I'm doing right now, trying to lose body fat, maintain muscle mass, I'm going to work at a lower carbohydrate level and a slightly elevated um, fat level. Can I add to that too? Please. If someone's asking that question, pulling from the three weeks to shredded, in an acute um, time frame where we're looking for really rapid weight loss, like three weeks to shredded, that can be a tool that's beneficial to give that bump. Um, but you'll notice in three weeks to shredded, we keep protein very high yeah. um, to preserve lean lean body tissue. So on a regular basis, not recommended. It can be beneficial in its own right. Yep, agreed. Um, and that's, I think, important with three weeks of shredded, which is it's a short term, and we define weight cutting and weight loss. So three weeks of shredded is it's a pseudo weight cutting program. Some athletes use it for strict weight cutting. Other people use it for cosmetic purposes, just to look good at the beach, which is fine. And I, I love the way that it's altered for that. Um, but, you know, I agree. We have three weeks of shredded. We have um, like a, a, a fasted day, you know, one day a week per so. And that's more for digestive cleansing than anything else. We're really just skipping breakfast that day. So you were eating, you know, pretty much right up until bedtime on three weeks of shredder. We're having a snack right before we go to bed. We're waking up, we're missing the first meal or so. We're having lots of fluid, lots of water, lots of fresh brew teas, and then we're jumping right in at lunch. So those um, semi-fasted states once a week, I do that every so often myself for digestive cleansing, but it's not for cosmetic reasons, performance reasons, is not for physique enhancement like a lot of these other programs push out there. And that Ronda Rousey famously followed an intermittent fasted, fasted style program that was a hybrid of the warrior diet. And she had a specific coach that didn't have experience in nutrition. He was more of a strength guy, good guy, uh, had her on this program and she was so severely depleted. It was, I mean, it was, it was terrible. Actually, her hair was extremely brittle. Her fingernails weren't growing, and they were constantly cracking, dark bags under her eyes. Um, she had a wound on her hand just from punching you know, mitts where the her hand wraps would kind of dig in. It was there for six weeks, and it was actually getting worse and infected. It would not heal. Finally, she got – and it was a one-meal-a-day program, essentially. And, Go. And that's – if you think of you've got X amount of vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you need to receive a day to meet your needs – 
the more you eat is the more window of opportunity you have to meet those needs. If you're eating one meal a day, there's just no freaking way you're going to be able to meet those micronutrient needs. And that's, that's another thing with fasting is you're just missing more windows of opportunity. That's, that's exactly, it's hard to get all your micronutrition in, in one basic meal or a small four hour window in a day. Or any calories below 1500 maybe, which is what we talked about yesterday. Yeah. So, and what's even more incredible is she was the best in the world. <laughs> she was the best this time, killing everybody already in undefeated. And this was prior to the second Misha fight, as well. When we stepped in, just shows how good of an athlete she was or beast, is, 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 is beast mentally. My god, yeah, she's just stud. Um, so and now, what can I? A question from Eben on our private forum, what can I replace turkey bacon with? Nicole on three weeks of shredded, it appears. It's just honestly, it's it gives a new texture. It's still a protein and adds a little bit of salt. Um, at that point, three weeks of shredder, we really like to keep the salt high too. Um, if you don't like turkey bacon, add another egg. Um, I mean, we can really substitute with any any lean protein. Yeah. So I mean, truly. And we just put that in there because it's bacon. It's flavor. It it's flavor. Really yeah. good. So good. So. And it's fun, and it's high in sodium. During that phase of three weeks of shredded, we're actually increasing sodium. But as Nicole says, it's really, I mean, you just want to throw another protein source. We actually kind of lean more towards animal protein sources mm-hmm. here, though we have vegan options for sure. It's Vegetarian crunchy. vegan. It's crunchy. It's delicious. It's warm. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's emotional food as much as anything. Mm-hmm. A lot of our- turkey bacon. Who doesn't? <sighs> have you had pork bacon, like, recently? Not recently. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah? It's been a while. No. I, I mean, not that I wouldn't, but yeah. I just haven't. It tastes, it's so different. I've had it, I had it at, at Honey Salt a little while back. Awesome brunch, of course. Mm. Um, and it was like, it was really hearty compared to the turkey bacon. Yeah. But it was just like, I, I kind of ate half of it and I was like, you know, it's good at first. And I was just like, ugh. A little fatty. A little fatty. Yeah. Just, it was a t- little too much dead animal flesh for me. Because <laughs> it, it, it really, it really felt like I was just like eating kind of like raw dead animal flesh. And I was like, yo. Because you are. And not that the eggs aren't, well, they're, they're animal-ish. They're non-fertilized eggs. So we could make an argument. Uh-oh. But we're not going to. <laughs> we could make the argument. Um, what else do we have? Is there lots of good questions. I know you guys are going to jump out of here pretty soon because you're still getting uh, situated in Las Vegas. You're actually becoming full on residence with driver's licenses. and We're all grown up. <laughs> um, so what do we have? What are you guys working on? I mean, really, you're, you're just, you know, killing it right now. We have the boot camp coming up. I think that's actually a we really... We should talk about that. We should talk about the boot camp. Yeah. Um, Thursday and Friday, June 24th and 25th at downtown Summerlin. Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday. Thank you, Ridge. That's, see, that's why these people are here. Keep this boat on course. Um, Friday and Saturday, June 24th and 25th at 7.30 a.m. in the morning, we are running our first ever Las Vegas version of the Living Lean Boot Camp. We've been very successful running this around uh, the country, New Jersey, Oregon, Southern California, um, and we're actually conducting our camp is running. It's killing it up in uh, Sydney, Australia under Mr. Ben Gascoigne, but now we are kicking off in Las Vegas. The first location, full-time location, will be run by Mr. Ridge Kylie. That'll be at the Gardens Park on Town Center Drive, not far from Sahara. And you can actually go to our Facebook page just to see that. So if you're in Las Vegas, ladies and gentlemen, this is co-ed. Um, you want to come at 730 in the morning, come train for us on the lawn for free on Friday and Saturday, 730 in the morning. Are you excited about that? I'm pumped. 
I'm ready to get in. A, I'm going to be an attendee. N- Nicole's going to be. You're going to be training with us. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. I love it. I'll probably going. be a little harsh on her. Get down. <laughs> get your dab. Get your dab. <laughs> <laughs> Jump squats, Nicole. And everyone's not going to know that she's my wife. They're no. gonna be like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. Yeah. And then Ridge doesn't get dinner yeah. when he goes. Home. <laughs> I know that. That's a breakfast penalty. Right that there. swings both ways. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it'll be awesome for everybody going down to check it out. Again, if you're in Las Vegas, and I know uh, a few thousand of you actually are looking at our, our analytics, it'd be great to see you people, you men and women, come on down, come train with us. It's the first time we've actually held it. And uh, these will be 12-week boot camps, again, kicking off the first at Garden Park um, on Town Center Drive and uh, Facebook page. Check out the Facebook page for more information. That's that's cool. Nicole, you are crushing it with the My Diet program, the personalized meal plans now, the we're almost getting too busy with those. It's been awesome. Yeah. And just meeting the Dolce Diet coaches and building those relationships and really spreading your wings throughout the team. It just takes some while to get your wheels going, but I love it. It's exciting. We've got a lot of big plans in the future, so you guys got to keep a lookout. So That's awesome. And it's great. You guys jumped right in and you immediately started contacting our DDCs which was excellent initiative. And I know the coaches, um, the Dolce Dot certified coaches out there around the world have really appreciated the support um, and mentorship and you know experience that you guys are helping them so they can become better at what they do. They can serve their own communities, allowing us to just have a greater uh, reach and helping people change lives, which is awesome. Crushing we're, it. We're excited. I know, it's, crushing it. It's fun to talk to them about, you know, how, however we can help them. You know, I've already talked to a few just about, training methods or for themselves or for some of their clients if they're a CPT. And I know Nicole's had some great conversations with her own clients and then clients of DDCs and DDCs. And so, yeah, nonstop. Um, so we have the, the, the DDC speaking of July 8th, 9th, and 10th here in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are running our certification course. We did open up to a larger venue. We allowed 20 more spots. We're almost sold out of that. So if you guys are interested in coming in, Two podcasts ago, the Bob actually threw you a $200 discount with code podcast. I'm still pissed at him. I'm taking nice. that out of his salary. <laughs> FYI. Um, but yeah, very cool. And we're going to honor that, of course. So go to dolce.shop.com and use promo code podcast. Save $200 if you want to become a Dolce Dot certified coach. You do. You do. You do. You do. Education. Help people. Why not? And you actually make really good money mm-hmm. as a coach doing it. And then you have the support of our brand, uh, which is pretty awesome. And then we will be looking for the cream of the crop to actually start rising through the ranks and become um, L2 and L3, level two, level three Dolce coaches. And we can start you know, bringing you into work with our athletes. And that's kind of the end goal um, for us. So very, very cool stuff. Great opportunities for everybody. Mm-hmm. What else do we have? Anything else? Just a little intro. I wanted people to just hear your voices, get to know you, because I know a lot will be following your social media accounts, and as we continue to grow within the brand, you're going to become very familiar faces and voices for them. And uh, we're going to be having lots of these Q&As, so I know we just shot out, ask them questions now. That was like as we were going on air, but we'll give it a day or so to fill up the database, then we'll just unload with on you guys. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on, but not too much. No, not too much. <laughs> <laughs> give me, throw me the easy ones. And then there you go. Heard them. 
<laughs> exactly. All right, guys, I appreciate you being here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for always tuning in and supporting and listening and for living the life that you deserve. We are excited to have you on board. We want to thank our sponsors on it. Love on it. On it.com slash Dolce. Save 10% off all Onnit products, including that grass-fed, cold-processed, cross-flow, micro-filter, non-GMO, whey protein isolate. Boom. Don't mess with anything else. This is the most powerful protein on the planet, ladies and gentlemen. It says so on the label, so you know it's true. The Dolce Whey. Onnit.com slash Dolce. Also, our great friends at CavemanCoffeeCo.com. Promo code Dolce. You save 10% off that delicious Saber tooth that's, or white gold. That is good coffee. That's all that flows through the Dolce Diet Center is that, that, that we're on saber tooth right now, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So good. It's good stuff. <laughs> you can see Rich's face. Even, He's even, like, oh. Even Nicole is getting into coffee now. Awesome. I am. Caveman coffee. Yep. I had to rough it a long time without coffee, so oh, Jesus. I'm just getting introduced. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. What else do we have? I think that's it. That's that's all the the show that we want to do. I always want to thank Caveman and Onnit for always uh, putting out great products and supporting us. And um, thank the Kylies for being in, being on the team, and for being available to uh, help you guys change your lives, live lean, right? Exactly. However we can help. There we go. All right, guys. Remember, don't count calories. Make calories count. Boom!